great. So it's wonderful to see everyone out today. What we're going to be talking about today are three secrets, three secrets that you can use to help you come out on top in uncertain times. When things are uncertain, I'm going to be sharing with you three secrets that you can start using today to help you come out on top in uncertain times. We can probably all agree that we're in uncertain times right now. Um, when we talk about uncertainty, we're talking about when we don't know what's going to happen, when things seemingly are out of our control, right? Uh, when we're going through adversity or trials, right? when things are going wrong, that can be uncertain because we don't know how it's going to come out. So we're all kind of dealing with that now with this COVID-19 thing where we don't know if we're going to get sick, we don't know if we're going to die, we don't know if people that we know are going to get sick and die. We don't know when we're going to get a cure. Uh, we don't know if we're necessarily going to have a job. Maybe some of you are working right now. That doesn't mean you'll be working indefinitely. Uh, some of you are not working right now. You've been laid off, you've been furloughed, and so you don't know if you're going to get a job, when you're going to get a job, and so forth. I remember back when this first started in March, we did a webinar, and I asked the audience uh, if they thought that the market would be more or less competitive, and I kind of asked this question in each webinar. So I said, will the market be more or less competitive when things open back up? And some people said, that it would be less competitive. Um, I just had a sense that it'd be more competitive. And I had a client not too long ago who uh, was furloughed, or at least his time was cut. And so he started looking for another job. And what he found is that the market was a lot more competitive, right? And this was way, I mean, early, like back in March, around the end of March. He found already the market was competitive. So there were people competing for a job he was highly qualified for, that he was referred to, but people internally inside the company was competing for that same job. So he said, wow, yes, it's a lot more competitive than it was before. So you're going to find, I'm pretty confident in saying this, that whatever you do, whatever the market, that it's probably going to be more competitive, right? Number two, some people thought, well, uh, if we're doing things virtually, my speech might not be as important. And what I found is that your speech is actually going to be more important in a virtual environment. Your speech will be more important in a virtual environment. Why? Because if you're on video and people can see you, right? People can hear you, and it kind of highlights and emphasizes your speech. If you're just on an audio call, a voice call, then your speech is even more important. Right? Because sometimes you can get away with body language. When you're in person, especially, you can get away with body language. When you're on video, there's a little less of that, so your speech is very important. Uh, a lot of people are gonna be doing interviews. In fact, they're doing that already, interviews virtually meetings virtually and by virtual we can we can mean uh video or audio so your speech will be more important in a virtual environment 
I believe Twitter just announced that they're going to allow employees to work from home permanently now. Permanently now. So what does that mean? That means they're going to be doing a lot of virtual calls, right? So your speech is going to be very important. So what does speech have to do with what we're talking about today? Well, it's a lot. Because if you're in a state of anxiousness and worry and doubt and fear, that can affect your communication skills, right? So if you're out there and you're worried about a job, you're worried about getting a job, you're worried about your speech, that can impact how well you communicate, okay? And, and we'll get into that in just a couple of minutes. So what are some reasons? What are some reasons that people struggle when they're in times of uncertainty, when things are uncertain, what are some reasons that people struggle? What are some reasons that people become uh, hopeless, that they feel helpless, that they feel like victims, they feel like they don't have any control, that they become anxious, uh, some people become depressed? What are some of the reasons that that happens in times of uncertainty? So I'm going to give you a few reasons. One reason is a lack of clarity okay so we'll just jot a couple of things down here so one reason this happens is because of a lack of clarity okay and i want to just share an example and i'll be using this example throughout this entire presentation uh i don't know how many of you have done any boating if you've ever been on a boat i'm sure that you're familiar with boating you've seen ships and so forth so we used to have a couple jet skis, a little jet boat. We used to go out on the bay. Um, sometimes we would go out into the Gulf. And what we would find is that when you're out there, especially if you're on a, a jet ski, for example, we would find that if you didn't know where you were going, if, if, if you didn't know where you were going, then you could be out there and be lost, right? So you're just out there floating around, driving around, you could run out of gas, uh, you could get lost, right, if you didn't know where you were going. So one of the good things about where we live, there were these towers, right, from the, uh, the electric factory, the electric company, and these towers would be putting out smoke, and you could see it from miles and miles and miles away. So all we had to do was point ourselves in the direction of the towers. Now, this became a little more difficult if it was cloudy and raining. And so we would have to use other landmarks. But all we had to do for the most part, no matter what the seas were like, was point ourselves in the direction of the towers. So as long as we were clear about where we were going, we would be able to get there no matter how bad the water was. Sometimes it would get very, very choppy and you'd have to go real slow and you'd be tossed in the water, you'd be splashing in your face. But as long as we could see the towers, we knew we were headed in the right direction. So one of the things that happens to people in times of uncertainty is they're not clear about where they're going and why they're going there. So what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about your purpose, your why. Like, why are you here? Uh, why are you doing what you're doing? If you're not clear about why you're here, what is your purpose in life, your calling. This is a very, very interesting word, this word calling. You've heard me talk about it, we'll hear me talk about it more. Calling, calling is the same as this word 
vocation. What is vocation? Most people think about vocation as a career, right? My vocation is my career. Some people think about it as my job. Job is different than your career. Uh, it can be a way that you experience, that you express your career and your vocation. But the job is not necessarily equal to your vocation. But what's vocation? Vocation comes from the word vocare, which is a Latin word, and it means to call. Very, very interesting. So this word, vocation, vocate, right? Vo vocal, okay? Vocalize comes from the word vocare, which is Latin for to call. So your vocation is your what? Is your calling. It's what you are called to do. <clears throat> uh, one of the things that my friend Tom Harrison says is, what must you do? Right, so when you're clear about what you must do, we'll go into this a little later, but when you have a lack of clarity, when you're not clear about what you must do, then what happens is when things are uncertain, you can get way off track, right? We'll, we'll come back and revisit this in just a few months. So one of the things is a lack of clarity. One of the reasons that people feel helpless, hopeless, they get depressed in times of uncertainty the waves are tossing is because of a lack of clarity they don't know where they're going okay the second reason is because they are being very reactive right so uh let me just give you an example you're, you're riding on your little jet ski or whatever and if you're in a jet ski or jet boat, you have to have the engine on in order to, to maintain control of your vehicle. You've got to be at least moving. If you're just sitting there and you're idling or you have your, your, uh, your engine off, what can happen is, is if it's wavy, water can start to fill up inside your jet ski and you can literally sink. Uh, you can lose control. You can just can be tossed and you can go way off track. So it's important that you be in forward motion, right? Um, and again, we'll come back and we'll revisit this, but if you're just kind of reacting to the waves and you're not moving, then you can become very afraid. You can get off track, you can get lost, you can literally die if you're just out there reacting and responding. So this happens to people, things are uncertain, if you're just in a reactive mode. Oh, I lost my job, okay, I just, I, I've gotta get another job, right? Not really thinking about what kind of job, what do I really wanna do, I just have to get another job right now. And that might be the case, but, but I just gotta get a job, or this happened, okay, now I gotta do this. So you're just kind of putting out fires. So being reactive is another reason uh, why sometimes people can feel like they're helpless, they can feel like they're because it's just reacting to stuff that's happening, right? What's a, a third one? The third reason is just when people give up. Okay, so bad things are gonna happen to us, and often what happens is people just give up and quit. Huh? Well, you know, I lost my job, or car broke down or this happened or that happened and I've tried, you know, I tried that already. I've been trying to do this. I've, I tried to start a business. I tried and just 
doesn't work, it's not working, and so I just give up. And so when people give up, uh, one of the reasons can be that they feel like they're a victim, but also this can cause us to get into the, the habit of feeling like a victim, of feeling helpless, of feeling hopeless when people give up. So let's flip this around. Let's flip this around and let's take a look at now three the three secrets, right? We're just going to simply flip it. So one, let's just put it like this. Be clear. Okay. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to be clear. Again, remember what we talked about. You want to be clear about where you're going. You want to be clear about where you're going. When you're clear about your destination, just think about that jet ski or jet boat. I saw the towers. I knew where, where I was going. So I was very clear. So it didn't matter when the waves came and they tossed me, right? But I was very clear about where I was going so I could always get back on track. So in life, the clearer you are about where you're going and why you're going there, the more likely it is that you can pivot and get back on track. The less clear you are, the less likely it is that you'll be able to pivot and get on track. You'll just be all over the place. In fact, I want to share an example with you. Hopefully you guys can see this okay. And this is just a little, just a little verse uh, from James. So most, in fact, most of my clients are different religions. Um, they're Hindi, practice Hinduism. They're Buddhists, some are Muslim, uh, some are Christian, some are non-religious at all. And it doesn't matter because what we're going to talk about in this particular verse are universal principles. So it applies to everyone. It doesn't matter what you believe universal principle. So I want you just to realize that. And let's just jump down here to this verse in here. It says uh, in, in verse six, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. So one of the things that happens to people is, is when they're not clear, they doubt. They doubt the direction that they're going, well, where are we going? I don't know. Are we going over here or are we going over there? I'm, I'm not sure, right? So they're doubting. It says, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, right? A wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. So think about when it's wavy, you're out there and see, and the wind is blowing the waves, and it's over here, and it's over there. So think about if you're on a boat, any kind of boat, if you're on a jet ski, which I have been, and it's gotten windy, and you get tossed over there, and you get tossed over here, right? And so if you're not sure, if you're not clear about where you're going, then you're going to be doubtful, might even be afraid. I don't know where I'm going. I'm getting tossed over here. I'm getting tossed over there, right? So it says, uh, it's, it's like a wave of the sea blown and tossed. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, whatever you consider that to be. Such a person is double-minded and unstable. And we'll talk about that in some of the others as well. Double-minded, a person of two minds, a person who's double-minded and unstable means they're kind of wishy-washy, saying, well, let's do this. No, I'm not sure about that. Maybe I'll do this. Well, this didn't work out. Okay, so maybe I'll do that. So they're, they're wishy-washy, they're double-minded, they're unstable. So imagine being on a jet ski and you're either not moving 
and you're not sure where you're going, you're going to be unstable. So people often are like that in times of uncertainty, it just feels kind of unstable if they're trying to figure out where they're going, right? So you can see here how being clear about where you're going and why you're going there can help you in times of uncertainty. You can always say, okay, I know where I'm going. I can see those twin towers, right? I can see the smokestacks. I know where I'm going, even though I'm getting blown off course, times of instability, adversity, right, problems. This is hard, this is taking me longer, but I know where I'm going. So all I have to do is keep navigating in that direction. So what's the second part of this? The second one here is, Now, you've heard me talk about this. In fact, I think I talked about this in the last webinar. This is a very, very important word, be proactive. It simply means that you initiate, that you're an initiator, that you initiate action as opposed to being reactive. Uh, in some cases, it, it might mean that you respond. And when you respond to something, you're a little more thoughtful about it, right? And you can be that way when you react to something. But generally, when people are just reacting, unless you've practiced something over and over, and your reactions are automatic, but they've been planned, right? So you have planned reactions, and that's good. But often people are just in a reactive mode. They're not planned. They haven't rehearsed it, right? So you want to be the kind of person that initiates. You're proactive, right? So what does that have to do with this particular verse? Well, it says, when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the way see. You need to be proactive so that you're not doubting, but you, you have faith, you have belief, you're confident in what you're doing and why you're doing it, right? So you're being proactive, you're initiating. So think about this in terms of, of a jet ski or jet boat. When you are in motion, you have greater control of your boat. When you're not in motion, if the engine is off, you have no control and you can be tossed anywhere. So you always have to be moving forward, moving in a particular direction. Again, if not, you can be in a lot of trouble. So you have to be proactive. Be proactive means to initiate, right? So you're an initiator. You're saying, this is what I want to do. How does this apply? To speech and life. Well, it's very important. For example, let's just bring this down to a micro level. I tell my clients to be proactive when they speak. That means create speaking situations. Go out and say, I'm going to make a phone call. I'm going to go have a conversation with someone so that I can practice speaking this way, so that I can practice slowing down, so that I can practice articulating. If your communication skills are not where you'd like, um, if you'd like to get better on video, then you're going to have to Create opportunities where you can speak on video. Don't just wait for them to come along. Don't wait, create. Don't wait, create. So you create, you initiate, you be proactive. When you're proactive, you're going to feel more confident. When you make that phone call, when you introduce yourself, hi, my name is Michael Williams, how are you? What's your name? All right, you go out and you have those conversations. You're gonna be able to remember more often Oh, this is what I need. This is what I need to practice. I need to practice breathing. I need to practice maintaining airflow. I need to practice um, speaking more dynamic. Whatever it is, you're going to be more likely to do that when you're proactive. When you say, I'm going to go have a conversation so that I can practice. You're being 
proactive, you're initiating. So when you're proactive, when you're speaking, right, so that's, that's an example of being proactive just in general when you go initiate something. When you're proactive when you're speaking, I call this proactive speaking, you are inflecting your voice, you're modulating, you're using body language, hand gestures, facial expression, you're articulating, right? You are emphasizing, you're doing all these things. So you are in control of your speech as opposed to just reacting, oh, I'm anticipating, I can't say this word, I'm gonna have a problem over here, I'm not gonna be able to, so now you're just in a reactive mode, you're letting your speech come out any way it wants. You're not able to say what you want, when you want to, you're just allowing things to happen. Just like if you're on that jet ski and, and you're not moving, right? The engine's off, you're just being tossed to and fro, right? Like waves of the sea, blown by the sea. The person shouldn't expect to receive anything shouldn't expect to achieve any goals, get anything you want, if you're just out there being reactive, okay? So let's look at this third one here. This third one is the persistent person. So here you want to make sure that you that you stick in there, that you hang in there, that you keep moving in the direction that you're going. So first you need to know where you're going. I can see the tires, I can see the smokestacks. And it's cloudy, and I look back and I say, okay, there's a bridge behind us, right? There's a bridge that goes in St. Pete. So I say, okay, there's the bridge. I look over, I can see St. Pete on the left-hand side. I know that uh, this is Riverview and so forth. And I know Tampa's ahead of me, so I know the direction that I'm going, right? even if I can't see the towers. So I need to be clear about where I'm going. I need to keep moving. I need to have my hand on that, that handle on the gas, keep moving, right? And I, need to, and I need to be persistent and perseverant. So sometimes the waves will come in, smacking me in the face, salt water, have to put on my goggles, I can't see, I can't go fast because the waves are too big, so I have to slow down, but I can't just give up, I have to keep moving, all right? So let's go up and, and take a, a look at this verse again. Consider it pure, pure joy whenever you face trials, because knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking with anything. Uh, what does that mean? Well, <clears throat> on the one hand, it kind of means that when bad things happen to us, and they will, times of uncertainty, they're going to happen, that we need to look at it as a test that's actually there to help us, right? It says that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So when bad things happen, depending on how you respond to it, you're being proactive, those things can actually help you become a more perseverant person. You can persist more, you can persevere more, and you become stronger, your faith becomes stronger. When people are not tested and bad things happen, right, then they might be all over the place, right? If you don't You've never been tested, then how do you know you can win? How do you know you can perform something? How do you know you can do it? 
So when our faith, that is my belief in something, is tested, right, and, and it's broken down sometimes, then I know, hey, all right, this is the direction I'm moving in. This is why I'm doing this. I'm clear about where I'm going. I'm clear about why I'm going in that direction. Then the faith becomes stronger. So when you're moving in a particular direction, you know where you're going, and you are proactive, and you're being tested. Ooh, it's windy. The waves are coming. They're crashing. I feel like you know, I've been stranded out in the water. Guess what? I become more confident to know that I can do it, to know that I can handle it. I've been through lots of storms. Literally, I have. <laughs> I've been stranded. So I'm more confident about my jet ski skills, about my boating skills, because I've been tested, because I've been tested. So I hope that that makes sense. So what we want to do is you want to be clear, right? Be clear about what am I called to do? What am I being called to do? If you don't have that answer now, <clears throat> then your number one job is to start focusing on it, thinking about it, books, audios, take training. Think about what am I here to do? What am I called to do? Because when you're clear about what you're called to do, when times of uncertainty comes, you're a lot, you're, you're able, a lot more capable of pivoting, being confident, and shifting and saying, okay, great, this happened. Uh, this is not what I, what I like, or what I want, but I'm going to shift over here and I'm going to do this because you're clear. I'll give an example, example that I used in the last webinar one, uh, that my wife had. So she worked with someone who had a yoga studio. This is what they're devoted to. They know that they're called to do this. They got stranded in Costa Rica, right? So when these times of uncertainty came, what did they do? They immediately just pivoted and they said, okay, we can't get back. What we're going to do is we're going to offer our classes online. We're going to offer some classes. And we're going to do this stuff virtually using Zoom. So they did that. And I think the last time that she talked to me, <clears throat> they had made like $4,000 in like a week or so. So they knew what they wanted to do. They were clear. They were proactive. They said, okay, this is what we're called to do. This is what we want to do. This is what we can do to pivot and shift to make this thing come out the way we want, to get to where we want to go. They were persistent. They didn't say, oh, we're stranded here. We know what we want to do. Um, we'd like to do this, but it's not working, so we're just not going to do it. No, they were persistent. That's a very, very specific example. So you want to be persistent and persevere. Stick in there uh, despite the difficult times. And, and when you do that, what you're going to find is that you're not going to feel like a victim. You're not going to feel as helpless. You're not going to feel hopeless because you're clear about where you're going and why you're going there. You're being proactive. You're initiating. You're not just waiting for things to happen. And you're hanging in there. You're hanging in there. You're pushing forward. Like pushing forward. You'll eventually get there. So what I want to do now is in just a few minutes, we're going to take some questions. But I'd like for you to take this information and listen to this uh, session over and over again, because this is going to help you, not just in your speech, but in whatever profession, whatever situation you find yourself in. Uh, times are going to be uncertain. In fact, they're almost always uncertain. We never really know what's going to happen. It's just that 
we are dealing with a time now where we're dealing with something that we don't really have a lot of control over. And so it's affecting our health, it's affecting our finances, it can affect our relationships, it can affect lots of stuff. So it's critically important that you're clear about where you're going. That's going to help you to be more stable, right? It says that a person who's double-minded is unstable in all their ways. When you're single-minded, because you know what you want, you know where you're going, you're more stable. So this clarity of purpose, this clarity of calling, is very, very important so that you can make it through those times of instability, those times of uncertainty. Remember the twin powers. I can see, I know where I'm going. So even though I'm being tossed, I can still keep moving in that direction. Second thing, remember to be proactive. Don't just wait for things to happen. Make them happen. Initiate. Go out, do your research, figure out what am I called to do. If you know what you're called to do, then what's one thing you can do today to move you in that direction? Just break this down in front of your speech. Go out, create those conversations so you can practice your speech. Don't wait for conversations, create conversations, right? Be more proactive. In our system, we talk about proactive speaking skills. I mentioned some of them earlier, inflective, body language, facial expressions, like hand gestures, modulating your voice that's inflecting, emphasizing, maintaining air flow, extending your voice. All those things are skills that people use are very good. It helps you to speak more proactively. You have more momentum, more control over your speech when you speak proactively. And then the third one is don't give up, don't quit. Be persistent, persevere. Stick in there. Keep moving in the direction of your goals, which means you have to know where you want. So keep moving in that direction. Whatever it is, if you're working on your speech, don't give up if you try something that doesn't work. Uh, if you're trying to create a new speaking style, if you're trying to create new thinking habits, and oh, you know, I tried it yesterday and it didn't work. You're going to have to keep trying over and over. Talk to someone who said in a conversation, they had to remind themselves, you know, one, one person said 50 times, one conversation, I had to remind myself 50 times to slow down, relax and slow down, <laughs> 50 times, right? So some people said, well, I tried to remind myself a couple of times and this works, so, so I just gave up. This person just kept reminding and eventually, eventually it became a habit. So don't give up. You have to keep trying to keep reminding yourself to do certain things. All right. So let's uh, answer some questions here for you. Okay. So um, we'll get to a couple of questions. As we're getting to these questions, Myra, go ahead and post up the, uh, the one for private conversation. So some of you who are watching this, you are, <clears throat> yes. Very good. Some of you who are watching this, you've been on my list for a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. You've been watching my videos, and you're ready to take your speech to the next level, and you're ready to accelerate that process. So when you work with me one-on-one, -on -one, you accelerate the process. Um, you can go watch lots of my videos, and you'll see that lots of folks start out with many courses. Mara's going to post that in just a little bit. We have some mini courses that are like 20 bucks. You buy two of them, you get it for 30 bucks as opposed to 40. 
we'll post those a little later. But some people start with a mini courses. Some people start out with our basic course, which can range from nine hundred to about I mean ninety nine dollars to about five hundred. Great places to start. But if you've done that already, or you're professionally you want to accelerate your progress, you're going to be interviewing for jobs, right? Or you're a doctor and you've got interviews coming up soon. I have people that I work with, lots of doctors that I work with. You've got interviews that are coming up. And you need to accelerate this. Your fastest path to that is to work with me privately. You don't want to look at this like a cost. It's an investment. It's an investment in yourself. So the question is, will this work? Like if I spend all this money, is this actually going to work? Only you can answer that right. Uh, I can give you the scientific data. Uh, you can look at all the reviews and search the internet, and you can see that I've been working with people all over the world, all different levels, lots of doctors, lawyers, um, very, very successful business owners, engineers, very, very smart people all around the world, different languages. And it works for them. If they do the work, you got to do the work. I can't do this for you. If you do the work, this will work. Right? And how does it work? What we do is we address two things address the psychology of, of smooth speech and the physiology. There's some things that you may need to change physically, right? But there's also things that you have to change psychologically. What do I mean by psychology, psychologically? Well, you know, you're going into a speaking situation and you anticipate, you say, oh, ooh, I'm getting, getting nervous and anxious. I hope I'm able to say what I want to say. I hope I don't get stuck. I hope I don't get nervous, right? You can't even say anything, it hasn't happened. That's psychology. Like that's something that's happening in your mind. Those are your thoughts. It hasn't happened yet. So we address the psychology. You also may see yourself as a certain kind of person. Well, whenever I'm in this situation, I tend to uh, get stuck. I tend to get anxious. I tend to forget what I'm about to say. I tend to do this. That has to do with your speaking identity. So we help you change your mindset and your speaking identity so that. You say, oh, I'm in this situation, I tend to speak very well. I tend to be very confident. I tend to be able to say what I want to say the way that I want to say, yeah, I might get a little stuck, but that's okay. But I tend to be able to say what I want smoothly, clearly, and confidently. So when I speak, people listen. That's the kind of person that so we help you change your speaking identity, uh, reduce and or eliminate that anticipation. It's all mindset, right? And then on the other side, some people just speak too doggone fast. You can't understand what they're saying. They talk so fast, they mumble, don't articulate. So we help you change the physiological aspects of how you speak. That's what we do in Pro 90B. The coaching accelerates that whole process. <clears throat> you and I don't know what we don't know. I'm going to do it yourself, guys. So I'm going to try to do it myself first. And I've tried that. And I have accomplished a lot by myself, but there are certain, certain points where you need to have some feedback. So I had to pay for coaching. And I paid over $20,000, $40,000. I don't know how much I paid for coaching, right? So sometimes you have to, that's an investment in yourself. So that's what's there 